Good morning. Good morning, everybody. It's Mike Stewart with MikeStewart.live. Yeah, the the online YouTube podcast television show that's all about uh, audio and video and music and just all kinds of fun stuff, but also try to learn a little bit and share some experience. I'm really excited today because today is about my relationships in Nashville. You can see I got my Nashville shirt. Look look at that picture on that. Sh- There's a guy in that uh, T-shirt there that I'm going to be bringing on here in a minute. I got a lot of fun things I want to talk about. Uh, one of the reasons that, that this show is relevant to Internet audio is that of the projects I'm doing these days over the Internet with recording and audio. And then, of course, one of the things that I love about um, here in Nashville is the fact that there's just so many great musicians, so many uh, uh, legendary musicians, um, people that, you know, you, you get to meet. Uh, like, in fact, I, I had wine, um, not wine myself. My wife had wine for Mother's Day at a little place uh, down the street here, uh, called the wine down, um, Nashville, um, wine boutique. We had a mother's day brunch over there and, and the place is owned by the guitar player. I mean, the bass player, uh, of the monkeys, the, the current monkeys band. I mean, that's the kind of crazy things that you see here in Nashville that, uh, that I don't think you see anywhere else in the world. Well, I, I want to tell you a quick little story. And one of the reasons, you know, those of you that know me, um, I am passionate about music. Uh, you know, it's one of the reasons I have my uh, over here. You can see it. Oh, no, here, let me get my hands right here. And I can't, I can't ever get my hands. There it is over there. Uh, my gold record hanging on the wall. I was part of the Pac-Man. A lot of people know I was part of Pac-Man fever. And you know what got me back into music is my internet marketing friend that a lot of you guys know, Armin Morin. We created a project years ago called Michael E. Austin. And we took in 2006, that record to number one in billboard magazine with nothing more than the internet. So that really brought me back to my passion of music, even though uh, I did music years ago. And years and years ago, I'm going gonna, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to tell you the year, it was 1976. I moved to Atlanta, Georgia, and I got into a, a band that was playing local hotels. And the sax player uh, got a guitar player. And we rehearsed, and I mean, I was blown away by this guy. This guy was just one of the most incredible guitar players I'd ever heard before. Never worked with anybody that good before. And he was just so humble and so sweet and so good to us guys and such a good friend. And this is 19, I think, 1977 or 78, somewhere in there, many, many years ago. And we went over to his house to take pictures uh, for the band. I wish I had a copy of one of those pictures. I've lost long since lost it. Uh, and I went in his house and there were gold records like, uh, like that, that one over there. There you see it. Boy, when I'm looking at the mirror, I can't see which way my fingers were. There you go. There were gold records hanging on the wall. And, uh, it said this guy was in the box tops, the, the band that had to hit the letter. And, uh, and I asked Gary, I, I his name was Gary Talley. And I said, yeah, you were a member of the box stops. And you can remember this was like about uh, 10 years after they'd had their hits. And he said, yeah. And, uh, and I said, oh my gosh, wow. What, what a history. So we became friends and it was so good for us to play them. The box tops had long since uh, disbanded and uh, Gary had moved from Memphis to Atlanta. And so we got to be friends and then uh, things happened. Time went on. And then back in around 1980 or 81, Gary moved to Nashville and I stayed in Atlanta and we went all these years and, you know, you just lose touch with people. 
Um, but at, at the same time, uh, when I moved here to Nashville, I made a point to reconnect with Gary. And uh, what's so exciting about that is, you know, that's what, what kind of the lesson you want to know is, is that when you make relationships, you never know what they can lead to in the future. So always try to do the right thing and, and always try to make friends. So uh, in the process of making friends with Gary, um, I said, hey, I want to put a Beatles band together. Do you know anybody that want to be in my Beatles band? It's NashvilleBeatlesJam.com. I named it basically to have a web address. If you go to NashvilleBeatlesJam.com, you can see all about us. And I didn't think Gary would want to do that. But he said, yeah, I'll be in your Beatles band. And I went, oh, wow, that's going to be fun. And, of course, that just made the relationship even get stronger. So let me tell you a little bit about Gary. You know, let me show you a picture. Uh, Right up there in the right corner, there is the uh, publicity photo of the box tops from the 60s. That's Gary in the top right-hand corner. Uh, That's uh, Bill Cunningham, who's still in the box tops band. Uh, I guess the guy with the glasses, Gary can correct me, that's Danny. And then Alex Chilton and John uh, was the keyboard player. And uh, anyway, those were the four original box tops. So Gary and Bill are founding members of the box tops. In fact, you can check the box tops out at boxtops.com. In fact, I encourage you to go to boxtops.com because one of the things that uh, we'll want you to be aware of is we want you to uh, uh, see the tour schedule and also uh, stream our music and all the streaming services and and uh, there's going to be a lot of things because uh, as as my relationship has grown with these guys, uh, you know, now I am the keyboard player for the box tops. Uh, in fact, here is uh, the the uh, about us page from boxtops.com, and you can see there there's Bill Cunningham today, who is the ba- uh, bass player. There's Gary today, uh, guitar, and then that's our manager and guitar player, uh, Rick Levy, and then good old Ron Krasinski. I call him. Uh, celebrated Mr. K is a great, uh, amazing drummer who we got to have on the show someday because he's got lots and lots of stories. And there's your, yours truly, Mike Stewart, the internet audio guy. I'm now playing uh, keyboards with the box tops. So that's kind of the intro. We're going to talk about some of the projects uh, that are related to the internet. So without any further ado, I want to bring my friend, guitar Memphis hero, and one of the best guys in the whole wide world, Dadgummit. Here he is, Gary Talley. Hey, Mike. Hey, Gary. Hey, all, the way, all the way live from across town. There you are in, in your studio. And uh, I'm just glad that you're being a part of my live stream today. And hopefully we'll get some more folks on here. we got some folks live right now. And maybe we'll get a few more and we can take some questions. Let me, let me get started here. I mean, uh, my God, we could take a long time talking about all the places you've been and all the places you've played and the people you've met and the projects. Why don't you tell the folks what you want them to know right now before I get into some particular questions? Cause I know things that I think people would know, but you were a young band in Memphis and uh, I think you were called the Dovells. And the next thing you know, uh, you're the box tops with a top number one record, the letter. So tell us about it. Okay. Well, it was the Devils, like the car. Okay. And um, we, everybody in Memphis was in a band, it seemed like, back in the 60s. And uh, there were lots of bands. And I guess they called them garage bands because we all rehearsed in a garage. That part's really true. Uh, in, fact, in fact, we rehearsed Alec, actually at Alex Silton's house and sometimes at Bill Cunningham's garage. Um, 
anyway, when I joined the band, it was the DeVilles, uh, and um, Alex had just joined the band. Um, and so our producer, uh, Dan Penn, was um, was hired by Chips Moman, who owned the studio where the, the Gentries had recorded previously. They did Keep On Dancing, and our manager was their manager. Anyway, um, what happened was, uh, after recording the letter, we couldn't use the DeVilles because it was already trademarked, and uh, we had to think of another name. So everybody remembers it a little differently, but all of a sudden we were the box tops, and um, and we thought I don't know who thought of the name even, but uh, I remember thinking I don't know if I like that name. That's kind of weird. And then um, our manager would give us these checks. We would get these weekly checks. Um, it was sort of like a per diem, but it was a it was per weekum. Anyway. <laughs> Anyway, but his name was Roy Mack, and it said Roy McElwain doing business as DBA, the box tops. So we figured, oh, he owns the name. He must have trademarked the name. So anyway, the letter got to be number one, and we thought, well, I guess it's not a bad name after after all. You know, we got a number one record, so we didn't we didn't worry about it after that. Um, anyway, so all the box tops was was a the high point of my life, I guess, because we were we were touring and we were playing with all the big stars and we met, you know, we met all the big, not all of them, but all the American stars anyway. We didn't meet all the English stars. We didn't meet the Beatles and the Stones, but um, but we were, uh, we toured with the Beach Boys and we met Jimi Hendrix and we uh, toured with the Rascals and we played with just about everybody that had records on the charts in the sixties, the doors, we met the doors, played with the doors. Um, it was pretty amazing, but, um, that lasted for three years. And then Alex and I quit at the same time in 1970. And then I moved shortly. I moved to Atlanta. I moved to Atlanta in 71 and started doing studio work, guitar playing. And, um, Played on a lot of jingles, uh, McDonald's, Coke commercials, uh, uh, Dodge vans, all kind of stuff. Um, in fact, I played on that Billy Joe Royal thing where he's up on the mountain doing Things Go Better with Coke um, and uh, some Dodge van stuff. Well, anyway, a lot of a lot of commercials that you saw on TV and heard on the radio. Anyway, um that's when I met you um, in the 70s in Atlanta and uh, played a lot of gigs and wore a lot of uh, played a lot of tuxedo gigs and hotel ballrooms and played auctions out in the country and all every conceivable kind of gig in the world and had played with some wonderful musicians there. But people weren't making records in Atlanta. Uh, Paul Davis actually was the only one. Starbuck made a record. They did Moonlight Feels Right, and Paul Davis came out, and he recorded in Atlanta. But other than that, people weren't making records in Atlanta. Um, yeah. So I, I played in this band called Yikes, 
And uh, Chips Moman, who I knew from back in the Memphis days, came to hear us. And William Bell came to hear us. And um, Chips invited us to come to Nashville and record. This is in 1980. And uh, so we did. But we didn't get a record deal from the stuff we did with Chips. However, Chips asked me to stay in Nashville. He said, I think you'll make a good record man. That's the way he put it. And uh, mm -hmm. and so my wife and I stayed in Nashville, and the other guys went back to Atlanta. And I hadn't been in town but three days when I played on a Tammy Wynette album. And then I played on a Willie Nelson and Webb Pierce album and a Billy Joe Royal album. And uh, uh, what came next? I don't know. I played on Willie and Waylon's WW2 album. And I sang, I played on one song and sang backup on Willie's uh, uh, Always On My Mind, uh, which was a monster hit. And, uh, and then I played on the road with, seemed like every country act that ever existed, you know, <laughs> in, in the eighties, uh, Johnny Lee and Shelly West and Bobby bear and Charlie McLean. And I, I played with them a lot. And then I did miscellaneous short gigs with, um, people like Randy Travis. And I played with Tim McGraw the first time he was ever on TV. And, um, just a lot of country artists. I can't even think of all of them. And um, it, I added them all up, and it seems like that I've played with about 115 major label acts. Wow. That's between 1967 and now. Um, and I started teaching guitar a long time ago, and I made an instructional video called Guitar Playing for Songwriters, in 99 and that was the first instructional guitar video that had ever been made for songwriters and um and so teaching guitar is one of my favorite things to do it's not as much fun as playing but but i do like teaching and i i want to make playing guitar accessible to more people mm -hmm. uh, especially retired people who think they're too old to learn how to play or think it's too hard and you got to have talent and all those myths about playing a musical instrument. Well, you know, that's one of the things that brings us around to the internet. I mean, you know, you, you know, you're, you're so humble and so, so amazing. Uh, you know, like I said, I remember when, when um, uh, you said, mentioned William Bell, William Bell is a, a Memphis, um, uh, legend from Stax Records, uh, wrote Born Under a Bad Sign and 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 was a big R&B artist. When I moved to Atlanta in 76, he was on Mercury Records and had a number one record called Try and Love 2. And uh, being a kid and naive, he was in the Yellow Pages and I called him up and he answered the phone and, and uh, I told him I was a songwriter and he said, well, come on down, play me your songs. And we've been friends ever since. And in fact, I was there at Chips's studio with you because you you had since been in Yikes, and I think John and uh, John and Jim Merritt 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 yeah yeah I remember you know they built a studio that later uh, Whitney Houston and Bobby Brown 
brought the whole hip hop world to Atlanta, you know. So there was a lot of famous big time connections to all these relationships. But I was with William and stayed in Atlanta. But I remember I was there that day that he brought Yikes in, in, into Chips' studio. So our paths have crossed so many times. <clears throat> and then, of course, you know, I had kids and moved and had a house and a studio and a business in Atlanta. And then uh, 20 years ago is when I got into the Internet. And, and most of the folks that watch or listen to this podcast or watch this YouTube channel you know, they know me as the internet audio guy, but I mean, my deep rooted connections go like back with you. Now I didn't do all the things that, because the box tops in Nashville opened up a lot of doors for you. I mean, you know, Sam Moore of Sam and Dave, you were, I guess his music director, guitar player for many, many years. And, and, you know, yeah. I, I was being a Beatles fan here. You got Beatles. Uh, Billy Preston was the probably the closest thing to a fifth Beatle that really ever was. And you were his guitar player for many, many years playing with him. Well, so, I played with him just for about a year. Uh huh. I played with Sam Moore for several years. And actually, I got the job playing with Billy Preston through Sam uh, because they were friends. And, uh, and Billy, I have to say, playing with Billy Preston was the highlight of my musical career. I can't think of anything that could possibly top that unless they invited me to join the Beatles or something. But uh, well, I, I did. There's just, it's just <laughs> the Nashville Beatles. You know? <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> Next to playing in the Nashville Beatles jam, playing with Billy Preston has been the highlight of my career. Well, you know, in fact, there's going to be a big, let it be re edit come out for Beatle fans. It's probably gonna have a lot of Billy Preston in it. So me and you got to go to that when it comes out. Um, so at any rate, um, Let's talk about, I want to talk about, and in fact, folks, if you're interested in guitar lessons with Gary, if you want to look at his history, go to GaryTelly.com. Uh, he's very accessible on Facebook. Uh, he, he loves, and in fact, one of the things that we took on this year, uh, Gary, is, is you using the internet and, and using um, audio recording programs to, to start doing recording projects again. I mean, when you moved to Nashville in the 80s, there was no internet. There was no computer. It was all tape. It was all, you had to go to a studio or you didn't record. And um, nowadays, uh, it's amazing. I mean, in fact, you know, some of the, the new artists, uh, gr a great example is Billie Eilish. It was the biggest, one of the biggest Grammy winners for the last couple of years. Everything they do, they do in their bedroom on a Mac computer you know, with the, pretty much the same program you use. Um, you know, it's just, it's, it's all about capturing the talent. So, um, you know, one of the things that I want to talk about is let's talk about some of the tools that you're using to record to, uh, today. I mean, I use a PC and there's lots of great programs for the PC that let you do multi-track what's called multi-track recording and audio. I use uh, Magic's Acid and there's also uh, Logic Pro that works pretty well uh, on the PC. There's a bunch of programs, but you're using GarageBand. Now, you ha how do you feel about using GarageBand these days? Uh, it does everything that I needed to do right now. I, I might upgrade to something. I tried using the starter version of Pro Tools, and that was just way too complicated for my computer. To it couldn't do it, and um, so I'm just using a MacBook Pro and a little Focusrite interface that's about that big. And uh, that's all you need, actually. 
you know, if, if you're doing guitars and and singing and uh, and and basically session work, you can, you know, that's another thing, folks. When you want, and uh, if you know anybody in the world that wants an authentic Memphis guitar guy who knows Memphis guitar and blues guitar and and the guitar that was made famous in the Memphis areas of the '60s, you know, GaryTally.com is the place to go. Uh, now I'm going to show a couple more pictures here and talk about a couple other things, but you know, we're, here's what we're using. We're using recording programs over the internet. We're using, uh, audio interfaces. Um, I get most of my equipment nowadays at sweetwater.com. Uh, of course there's a guitar center has a lot of this equipment. Uh, and then we use Dropbox. If you don't know what Dropbox is, Dropbox is a great place to where, you know, when I got to do something for Gary, uh, I I actually use Google Drive. Google Drive and Dropbox are the same thing. Uh, Dropbox is a branded version of file sharing. Uh, Google Drive is comes with your Gmail address. And guess what? It's free. Free is good. So I like free. Um, but, you know, what, what happened is, is we started this Beatles band. And I, hopefully that made our relationship a little bit better. And... Last year, um, I guess it was during COVID, you know, um, uh, well, right before COVID, um, there was, uh, I, I, I planted a, a little bug in Gary's ear. I said, hey, Gary, if your keyboard player, they had a really good keyboard player, Barry Walsh at the time. I said, if, if Barry uh, ever needs a, a, a gig sub, put me down as one of your su- alternates. You know, I, I'll, I'll be glad to be an alternate. For the box tops. Well, the, the opportunity came up. Um, there was two or three gigs last January that Barry couldn't make. So I got to play with the guys and I really enjoyed it. And, uh, and then it, it just, it, it came to the point where uh, I, the opportunity came for me to be the number one guy. And uh, so I was become the number one call for the box tops. And, and I'll tell you, Gary, Going out and playing those songs with you guys to an audience that appreciates the songs is that's the highlight of my music life. I, I can't thank you enough for um, making that happen. But that all happened because of the relationship and also doing a good job. You got to do a good job. And then when COVID hit, you know, you and I are sitting here going, "Well, great. Every one of these shows we had booked <laughs> has has yet to happen. They're getting ready to start up in June." But you know, you and I looked at each other and went. Oh gosh, it, it, it all is, we don't know when it's coming back. So you and Richard Fleming had this project, uh, Memphinati. And, and I said, Gary, what's, what's Memphinati? And he said, well, it's a, it's a, um, a combination of Memphis and Cincinnati. Is Richard from Cincinnati? Yeah. Yeah. So I and and the songs were just fun and good, and um, you, you you asked me. You said, "Do you have a uh, have, have the ability to put uh, organ on those songs?" And I said, "Well, I got an old keyboard, but you know, but I think I can I can play the parts." And I remember we played them, and you said, "Well, the parts are good, but the sounds are kind of <laughs> kind of the word in music is cheesy. They were cheesy sounds." <laughs> And so guess what? I went to ikmultimedia.com and I found this amazing Hammond organ. 
um, software. I mean, back when you and I were kids, a ham and organ weighed as much as a car, <laughs> and it took up a, about as much room as three refrigerators. And uh, now it's completely software. And so I got to play Hammond B3 on the Through the Roof album by Memphis which is Gary and Richard. Richard and Gary write songs together. Richard is an amazing songwriter. So is Gary. But these uh, these guys, uh, you know, are the real deal. And it, I really felt like a session musician again. It, you know, you brought back some joy in my life there. And I said, well, Gary, why don't you and I work on a project? And you said, well, you know, how would I do that? And, I, and we got you the equipment. And you learned to use the Internet and GarageBand. And now I sit here in my studio and you sit in your studio and we created uh, Nash Memphis. I stole your Cincinnati idea. <laughs> I figured, why the heck not? And uh, I just want you to be aware is that another way to use the Internet is, and this is what I helped uh, some on the box tops, but um, you can put up unlimited music if you're a writer or a musician or a band. You can stream in all the streaming places like Spotify, Apple Music, Amazon Music, YouTube Music. Really, there are 30 streaming places that people get music. So one of the things that, you know, you can see uh, Memphinati, Nash, uh, Nash Memphis, uh, the box tops, you know, we're all streamable. And, it, and the game is um, the more streams, the more success you have. I mean, uh, when I, you and I were kids, you released 45s and get them on radio, and then you would release an album of vinyl of 10 or 12 songs. And that that's kind of not how it works anymore. Uh, you can, you know, you can release single, you could release a new single every day on the streaming services. You don't do albums anymore. Uh, you need to build a library and then build fans streaming those songs. So the internet has changed audio. The internet has changed music. Um, I like Amazon music. It's amazing. I can build a playlist of anything I like. Um, if, you know, if you're a fan of the box tops or, you know, in my playlist, I got Memphinati, Nash Memphis, the box tops, and I can turn that on anytime I want. And I, and I can see why fans love that. So, you know, we wanted to share with you um, that we're streaming music these days and that we use the internet. I use a website and I'll put it up here. If you ever wanted to know how to get music uh, on the internet and do it uh, and get it everywhere, distrokid.com. That's what uh, Gary and I use to get all of our music up to the world. So uh, just wanted to make you aware of that's the way to do it. So when I'd be amiss if I didn't um, play our song and then we'll come back and see if anybody has any questions. You got anything else that you'd like to add um, uh, to, to this show? Cause I mean, my goodness, we're almost at a half an hour mark here. Going to have to wind it up in a minute. Anything else you'd like to say before we, we say, get, take some questions and say bye. Well, I hope everybody had a good mother's day. Yeah. And, uh, I got to see my mom for the first time in over a year, a couple of weeks ago. And that was great. And, uh, my mom's a great singer and she's on my YouTube channel singing, uh, 
old uh, gospel tunes and her version of One Day at a Time has gone viral. Uh, and so I want to put a plug for my mom in there. Well, yes, yeah. Uh, Miss Nina, she's a sweetheart and a half. And, you you, you know, you're blessed to have, uh, have such a sweet mom. And to still have her is just a blessing and a half. And I, I'm just so happy for you that hopefully you can go down to Memphis a few more times and see your mom as, as, as much as you can. We're going to have some time here to do all those things. Uh, but once again, go out to boxtops.com. Um, and check us out at nashmemphis.com. Check us out at Nashville Beatles. See, here's what it is. Uh, there's an internet process, Gary, called the long tail. In other words, the short tail means you've got one thing that you put all your eggs in one basket. But the long tail means you have lots and lots of baskets. And those lots and lots of baskets add up to something good. So we're doing an internet process by having all these projects and all these bands that we're a part of the internet long tail. So here we go. This is nashmemphis.com. And this is our song, the first song that you and I created together in that project. Now we, we're, we're going to, I want us to put up a whole bunch more. My goal is to fill Nash Memphis and Memphinati and the box stops, all three of those uh, areas in streaming with as much new music as possible. And it's an internet press principle. Lots and lots of little things add up to something of of, uh, of value. So here we go. Here's our plea to our audience. Um, stream our songs on Spotify until we can play live again, which is going to start in Alaska this June. Go to boxtops.com and look at the tour schedule, and hopefully you can come out and see us live.
Well, there you go. There's our first ever internet produced remote studio uh, record for fun and to build an audience to. That's Gary on guitars and vocal. That's me on bass uh, and organ and keyboards. And that's the easy drummer plug-in playing drums. <laughs> so, so we did that whole record by itself. So we got a couple of little uh, uh, comments here. Uh, Roger says, I had the single letter when I was 14 in the 60s. Thank you, Roger. Um, and uh, Tom says, will you be traveling the country soon, any in the Northwest? Um, well, very Northwest, Alaska. <laughs> I think Alaska is the most Northwest we got, but uh, you can always go to boxtops.com and check out the tour schedule. Uh, here's our good buddy, Steve Goody. Hey, Steve. <laughs> hey, Steve. And uh, Tom, uh, reach out. Tom, you need to reach out. Uh, Tom is uh, on goodguysradio.com and he else on KISN. Anytime you want to reach out to Gary, be sure to go to uh, GaryTally.com and, and he will respond to you. So if if uh, if that's all the questions we have, Gary, thank you so much for for being here this morning. Uh, this was You're a welcome. huh? Fun. You're welcome. Well, all right. With all that being said, folks, this is Mike Stewart Live. We're brought to you. Uh, the sponsors of my show are number one, uh, Mike Stewart Live. If you've got any questions, there's my phone number seven seven zero eight two six three six six two. We're going to be having a uh, a new training coming out this month called Virtual Event Template. It'll be at virtualeventtemplate.com, and another new training called Pay-per-click ppcvideoads.com. And we stream through StreamYard. Check out joinstreamyard.com. And most importantly, that gummit, go to GaryTally.com and take Gary up on all the talent that he has. And until the next time, this is Mike Stewart at MikeStewart.live. You keep making that internet audio and keep making things happen. Talk to you soon. <laughs>